Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we return once again back like we left something. It's the A and J podcast back for y'all. Sorry, sorry to all our loyal listeners. However, all ten of y'all, whoever you are, Um, but as usual, life gets in the way. Um, It's definitely got in the way. We. I feel like we're the Debbie baby daddy keeps coming back with excuses mm-hmm. every time we leave the kid looking through the window waiting. Right. Uh, but it's not that, folks. It's really not. I couldn't make it because I was dead. Ba- basically, <laughs> basically, basically. And to be honest, <laughs> these last couple of weekends, I have felt dead. So <laughs> we just had a lot going on. We had good intentions. We, we knew we were late. Um, Excuse me, last week, but we were still going to power through. Whoa, fam. We were still going to power through and um, do an episode Sunday night, which uh, which turned into Monday night, which turned into Tuesday night, which turned and into. And basically, it was a domino to, effect. Yeah. Every time we set out to do something, something else got in the way. After and Tuesday, we just never brought it up again. So, what we're going to do. <laughs> It's not only we can drop this episode tonight, we're going to drop another one tomorrow so that we're all caught up, and then we'll be back on track for y'all. So tonight's topic um, stemmed from, of course, y'all know my favorite place, Instagram. Um, I happened to stumble upon a post where people were discussing, um, you know, their, their thoughts and their ideologies on marriage, and that prompted me to ask the question and my questions. Um, what are some things that you thought you knew, but you didn't know before you got married? They're just things that you didn't know before you got married. And I had, um, a good amount of people respond to the actual question, like in the box, but then I had people DM me and I got to tell y'all before we get into this topic, cause you know, we're going to just dive right in. I have to say I was flabbergasted by the response because I was expecting a lot of lighthearted things, you know, some deep things, but the comments that I received were so negative that I was, I guess I was really shocked by how many people feel these things post-marriage. So, well, when you say they were negative, do you literally mean like, Negative, or were they just not the the happier comments that you were expecting? Like? No, they were negative. Like they were negative, um, with the exception of like a handful. A lot of them were negative, so we can we can get into them. Um, I, I'll read them off, and um, you know we, we go from there. Discuss. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I, I will say before you get into that, I think marriage. Depending on how you respond to it initially, you do kind of, you, you get weathered, you get seasoned, you know what I mean? Like, I think some of that that newlywed glee that you walk into marriage with, it kind of gets eroded a little bit, but... Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing, because after year one, reality starts to hit in. And then it molds you. It kind of that—that's when your relationship really starts to, your marriage, I'll say, really starts to take shape. Um, in my opinion, from our experience, um, being married for 
How long has it been now? Is it 10 mm-hmm. years? I'm not even going to tell you. You're going to tell right? them how long you've been, been married. We've been married for 10 years. No. No, we it's been. gone on 10 years, though. Mm-hmm. Do you even know when our anniversary is? Yes, it's May 30th. Oh, look at this. Look at God. Because let me tell y'all, he never gets it right. This is a miracle. That's because, like, we got. We, when we got married, like, we kind of celebrated, like, a whole weekend. We, we So we? it kind of, I, I always, it always you gets blurred because, like, no, because it's a holiday. We got sure. married, like, around Memorial Day, so it kind of was, like, a holiday weekend thing, and it kind of, the dates kind of got blurred for me. No. But I digress. No. I digress. Yes, let's see. Let's see. Let's Flewed out, so let's just flewed out that thought right there. Um, <clears throat> never mind, you're not on the same room. For those who know, flewed out. Um, so anyway, we're gonna get back on task. And so, the first thing I'm gonna jump into the one of the more lighthearted ones. Someone mentioned that I didn't know there were gonna be days that I didn't like him, and I had to laugh because we're a rap, like. I think, depending on how far along your relationship you've been when you get married, you might really have been experiencing that straight honeymoon where there was, like, no arguments. And if you didn't live together before getting married, you don't know yet, you know, what it's about to be like sharing the space with a person. Or sometimes you're just so blinded by the puppy love stage that... You know, you recognize that you don't recognize that there are things about your mate that you truly don't like. Um, so I, I, I was tickled pink when I read that because even the person who dropped it, she, you know, she did a little LOL because I happen to know that she really, you know, is head over heels in love with her, her boo. But I, I laugh because I had been through so much. We had been through so much before we got married. So I knew for sure that there were definitely days that I was not going to like him. But even with everything, because we were together off and on, right. pretty much on, like, pretty much consistent, consistently from, like, 06. Like, we've been in this relationship far more than we haven't been <laughs> in a relationship. Um, but I mean, like, Realistically, like we've been together, we we got together in 06 when we got married in 08. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. I'm sorry. Because Ronnie, I was getting ready to correct myself. Don't jump down my throat. Oh, nine. No, <clears throat> so, even with that time that we had spent together, because we both we lived in, we sh- lived in each other's homes, we lived in our own home together before getting married, and it was still an adjustment period. Like, <laughs> there was still a huge learning curve to be had there. Um, Talk about it. <laughs> I, don't ever, I don't ever remember feeling like... No, I'll take that back. No, I, I understand. Like, I probably felt every range of emotion that you can have in a relationship over the course of our relationship. And I'm sure that you have as well. Um, the good thing, though, is, like, the more negative feelings are definitely in the rear view. Um, like, is I, I... Yeah, we've done a lot of growing <laughs> together, so... Yeah, like, we, we're kind of, like, you know, we going on, like, 10 years. We kind of, like, have found our 
rhythm, so to speak. And we're still, there's still bumps in the road, though. I, mean, I was about like, to say, it's not that we're without, we never try to pretend to be this perfect couple because we're definitely not. And as we've mentioned before, we've had a lot of bumps in the road on the way. So. And even in being that when you're, when you're married, you do become one. Um, you know, so sometimes the things that get in the way aren't even relationship issues. It's just life, physical health, you know, children, you know, things that have nothing to do with the relationship that impact the relationship or strain the relationship. Um, just because they sap your strength and your energy and your time, you know, work, career, um, Personal interests, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be things like cheating or um, the more negative stuff like, I just can't stand them, how can I get out of this relationship? Sometimes the things that really complicate our lives nowadays have nothing to do with how we feel about each other as much as how the things around us impact us. Like, we, A's been very open about her battle of her autoimmune disease and fallout from that has been great, <clears throat> which has definitely caused the uh, impact on our day-to-day lives um, in more ways than one. And it's something that we've had to learn how to work around. We're Just, still learning how to yeah, work around it's it. A, and it's an ongoing process. That's what I was getting ready to say. Like, it's not, we have, we have not figured it out. It takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of conversation. And, and a lot of do-overs. I think yeah. we spend a lot of time, you know, falling off, starting back up again, revamping, um, you know, coming back to the table, coming up with another plan because so much tweaking is involved. And when it's not just you, it's definitely a hassle. But when you start including kids... Then you got to start considering, I mean, you're really considering them before anything. So your whole thought process has to change and your whole day-to-day life has to change. So I would definitely say I can understand, like, in those in those moments, like, where you Jared does things sometimes, and I'm sure I do things, things sometimes that really annoy him. Not so much I don't like him, but in those moments, I'd definitely be like, oh, uh, I just want to punch him in the throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I mean, and I have, I understand, I'm, I don't have any um, misunderstanding about the type of person I can be. I know I'm not a, a perfect man, so I know at times I'm going to get on her nerves. I'm going to frustrate her. She's going to want to punch me in the face, and um, vice versa. You know, it's, those things are always going to happen if you're married. That, that'll that be happening to you 50 years in let alone five or five months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, the frequency should decrease. Like, you shouldn't feel like that more, you know, at five but years see, in than you do it's five months. interesting that you say that because you see a lot of marriages begin to fall apart seven, eight, nine, ten years later because people are so fed up. So while in theory, I think they that shouldn't be the case, that, they do, but people... They're not getting better after, so that they're ending marriages at fifteen years, at twenty years. But what, um, I'm, what I'm saying is, I don't think I think those marriages are even the 
rarities. Like, I think there's more marriages that are over in the first year or two than there are that even make it to year 14 or 15 or 12 or whatever. Um, And that's just my opinion, but from what I see is a real thing. Like, we know people who have gotten married and divorced and remarried and in some cases are on their second or third marriages, you know what I mean? Like, people who... People who aren't just, you know, I don't know, maybe they are hopeless romantics. I don't know. Maybe they just rush into things. I'm not sure. Everybody's relationship goes the way it goes for various reasons. I don't know if these people are getting married too fast and not spending enough time. You know, in some cases, we do know a lot of people who get married to have sex. And I think that's, I think that's more than men, but. <clears throat> um, my mom used to always say that men get married to have sex and women have sex to get married. And um, I just want to go on record and say that doesn't apply to me. No, Thank we, you. We, that's because we did everything backwards. bass backwards, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, we, I, I, I want to say we've not figured it out, but we kind of got it right. Like, I don't think... I mean, that, things can change at any time. You, yeah. know, you might wake Does up one day and just be like, I can't do this anymore. I hate him. That's, that's, that's <laughs> happened. He just doesn't know it. Like, in my head. If like, I trip over one more person going into the bathroom, I'm going to just like, take his skull out. I want a divorce. <laughs> There have been a couple of divorce messages that I've received via text that I just pretend never happened. And I just come home like, <laughs> what do you want to eat? <laughs> you hungry? I want that to not be cheap, y'all. No, that's really a thing. And it was, it's not even like the food was to kind of schmooze it over. It was just like. You know where the heart. He do. He just knows. like, okay. So what are we having for dinner? What do you want for dinner? Like, we just pretend like that never happens and never gets addressed. And, you know. Yeah, I hear telling y'all my drama. Unfortunately, yeah, it's been years since I've gotten one of them. But, <laughs> it might not be. But anyway, um, the next one was one more. This really starts to get sad. That it can actually come to an end. Um... And that one kind of made my heart sad for a couple of reasons. A, I'm never a fan of seeing anybody endure any kind of heartbreak or watch their marriages fall apart or anything like that. Um, one of the things I'll say is a lot of people in this world today treat marriage like it's a trial basis. Like it's something that you can just try out and if you don't like it, um, you can leave it. And, but then you still have this rare cluster of people who think that marriage is forever, who believe that marriage is forever. So when the idea or the notion comes up that it can end, can be very devastating. And, you know, we, we reached this point before we weren't sure whether we were going to last or not. And it was sad 
it was heartbreaking. It was hard to think about. It was hard to have these conversations. It was, it was hard. Um, so the disappointment that people who actually follow through with that, I can't imagine. And, you know, men and women, they grieve very differently over the loss of marriage, um, which is to be expected. I think men and women, we just process emotions very differently. Um, and I don't mean that in a sexist way. I just think that's just yeah, the reality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, we need some manimism. I, I do have some friends who have recently and in the past ended marriages for whatever the reason. And I will never forget their sadness that they carried for a long time. And it's very much what that person who responded to the question said. They never thought it could come to an end. It was like a blow to the gut. Yeah. Um, as a child of divorce, I think I can say that um, I've seen that up close and personal. Um, I don't have, I don't, I don't know of anybody who, I don't have any friends, I'll say, any close friends who have been married and have gotten divorced. Um, But I know friends who have struggled through relationships and have come close to it. Um, but as a child of divorce, you know, that is a crazy thing, like, to see, to watch a marriage come to an end, to see the hurt that everybody goes through. And for me, I'm I'm kind of weird emotionally. Um, so when my mom and dad divorced, I really removed myself from that whole equation. Like, I didn't internalize it in any way, shape, or form. <clears throat> I even uh, my mom even took me to therapy to to make sure like I wasn't repressing something or whatever. But like I looked at it as like their relationship was ending. Like I'm still the, the, the kid. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm not getting divorced because of me. Like I wasn't one of them kids that was just like straining the relationship or something. So I really was able to detach myself from it and just look like a spectator. You know what I mean? I had to support my mom at times when she was in tears, but I also supported my dad at times when he was in tears. And it was something that I know neither one of them was able to move on quickly. Like, even if they, like, I don't know how much time my dad spent in between when him and my mom separated and they, and he started dating. Um, I do know my mom from firsthand because we lived together and it wasn't, it wasn't something that she dove into right away. And even her dating, it kind of has stages to it. Um, but I know for my dad, like, after I, I lived with my mom for a while and moved back with him <clears throat> in my, like, early 20s, he didn't ever, he, he had lost his taste for marriage altogether. Like, he, he, it was, like, something that <laughs> no, was... Sorry, not for me. <laughs> yeah, like... Thank you. Even, <laughs> like, my, my dad died um, years ago, uh, 2012. He died, and he wasn't with getting married even on his deathbed. Like, he didn't even want to get married. He had a girlfriend who wanted to marry him to, like, take care of him, you know, so she could help with his things or whatever. And he was like, hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was not, he wasn't doing it. So, um, 
he even cut her off as a result of that. But like my mom, you know, once she reached a certain point, she was able to move on and get remarried and have probably a better relationship. I would say, you know, from everything I can see, I know her husband is a different type of man than my dad was. So, I think he's the right person for her. Um, I know talking to A's mom, she remarried. Um, and she yeah. had a, he- a happy, healthy marriage. Both of my parents remarried. My dad is actually still married. My mom's husband passed away um, back in '09, I believe. Um, but Post her second marriage, she has no desire to get married anymore. Um, she's done, and I get it. It was enough for some people. Um, I know there are people who remarry, 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 but, but she not- wasn't one of them. And I don't think that's so much about. I think she loved her last husband so much, and he treated her so well, and they had like the perfect marriage that she wasn't able to have the first time around. That the idea of being able to feel that way again seems impossible to her, and yeah. I understand that. I know, and speaking to her, you know, personally, like she told me, it's not even worth the risk. It's like having a meal that's so good, like you don't want to ruin it by tasting anything else afterwards. Like you want to remember how good that meal was. Like you don't want to be like you don't want to try and replicate it again, and then it falls short. You know, like, when you've had the good and you've had the bad, and the last thing you had was the good, you don't want to run the risk of walking back into the bad. Um, So I understand that. I don't know how long it would take me to move on after getting out of a relationship. Ain't no moving on. Ain't no moving Forever. Like. I'm going to be the type who ain't finding the papers right now. Well, yeah, sex twice a year. <laughs> again, you know, I'm saying that even that expires at some point. Like you don't have to agree. You know, it just eventually we gonna drag it out. Man. <laughs> and I, like I said again, I'm gonna try to divorce. So I seen that firsthand. My dad did not sign the papers for several years. <laughs> he would not. He would not sign those papers. So, um, but you know. Everybody's had, even if you haven't been married before, you've dated somebody and broken up with them. And if you guys had a real relationship, that stings afterwards. Like, it's not like you're not dying to dive into another boyfriend or whatever, unless you're just a whole woman or a nigga. I'm just you know. Pause. <laughs> I don't even think that's about being a hoe. I think a lot of people just. There's a loneliness of void that they're trying to fill. I don't feel like that's a whole mentality. I think it's a very human mentality. It's a human mentality to want to fill that void with something, but a mature individual is not. Because I remember. Life. I don't even think it's maturity based. I think it's maturity based because your thought process should be like, even though you want to fill that void. The healthy thing is to give yourself some time to heal. I think some people know the healthy thing to do is to give themselves time to heal. But I think people are prone to follow. They get That loneliness can be a bit much, especially if you have been with a person for a while. You're looking for that comfort. It's like you're grieving. It's a loss. Yeah. I mean, and now look, it's, it's ways to go about addressing that, too. Like, 
He just like calling people hoes. That's just how he is. No, it's not. Uh, first of all, I'll probably use that word every six months or something. I don't be calling people hoes. Mm. But anyway, like I was saying, I think it's so it's ways that you need to address that, right? Like because if you know you you want to fill that void with something, and if you need to do it with someone of the opposite sex, hopefully you're not just using them sexually. But if you just want to go out and date again, I don't think that's the end of the world. I don't think that's a bad thing. That doesn't make you a hoe, but it makes you a hoe if you're going out there and you are just diving into physical relationships fresh out of this long-term hurt that you've been through. Um, Because you're going to hurt somebody unless you just are dealing with somebody who's mature and understands what's going on. And I say this from my own personal experience. Mm, Say that. I tell that from my own personal experience because I I broke up with a long term girlfriend before A and I started dating the following week. Like I started going out on dates the following week and that wasn't that really was like the worst recipe for filling that void or addressing that. Like I needed time to heal. I needed time to recoup and I never gave it to myself. Like I had to do all of that in a relationship, um, which was horrible for the relationship and horrible for me. And I, it was almost like um, dealing with an addiction, honestly, because I didn't want to be alone. Like, I needed to be with somebody when I needed that void filled. And in the process, I hurt people who I considered friends people whose company I really enjoyed, I just wasn't in the place to deal with them in a way that they wanted to receive me. So, um, And in hindsight, that was really immature in me. I think it was selfish, too. Like, the best thing for me would have been to really, like, just focus on myself. Maybe. So would you consider yourself a mm, At that time, I mean, my now my wholeness was not turned up. Like, I, I, you know, I had my moments where I did my thing, but I wasn't just out here, like, having one night stands all crazy and running through joints left and right. Like, I've never been that type of person, and I'm not embarrassed by that. My my body count is nothing crazy. I'm sure there are dudes out here who got anywhere from two to five times more than what I have, but, you know, and if not, you know, 10 to 20 times. But um, I'm proud of that. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy that slept with a thousand women or a hundred women. Like, that does nothing for you. I don't believe, I don't believe I need that. I'd rather have been with a few people and just enjoy them a thousand times. I'd rather you not than anybody, but that's, Neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, if I had to all had to do it all over again, I, no, I can't say that. I wouldn't have stayed a virgin, um, even though I I would want that for my children. Like I know me and my background. Like I'm not. I don't, I never had like a bad sexual experience. I don't think like uh, like I don't regret anything that I did, other than the fact that it wasn't. It doesn't necessarily align with my moral beliefs now. 
Like, I would never encourage anybody to do what I did, but I don't look back on my my sex life or my dating life or single life or whatever. I definitely regret. regret. <clears throat> I have regrets. I won't lie. Um, and then, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not quite the topic of the show. Yeah. Maybe that could be the B part to the show. Uh, <laughs> AIDS regrets. Uh, Let's lay them out on the table. We don't have enough podcast time to cover those regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean... Just call me the Scarlet Alphabet for that. And I'll say, I'll say this too, in line with that comment, uh, to get back on topic, um, that it could end wasn't a reality of mine when, as our relationship went on, because when we got married, I definitely was looking at our marriage as something that was disposable. Like, all right, let's let's do this, and if. I don't like it in a year or two. I'm going to be out. You know what I mean? Like, we can't figure this out in a year or two. It'll just be over. Like, and I remember in the very early stages, like, thinking, like, yo, this ain't going to work. We got to be, this is going to be over before it gets started. And um, then I really learned what the marriage arrangement was put in place for and what it meant when you make that commitment to your spouse. And that changed my point of view. Like, because like, again, I'm a child of divorce. So my mom remarried. Why wouldn't I think I could have a marriage and remarry? Um, I know other people who in my family who have gotten divorces and remarried. So it wasn't like a foreign thing. It wasn't something far-fetched or impossible or whatever. I didn't think it was a big deal. Like, I knew there were conditions under which you could get divorced. So, like, whatever. It's legal. (laughs) I thought I was fine, but once I understood what marriage was intended for and that it was really like a life-or-death type of commitment, um, I never had any desire to to get a divorce, you know, and when we hit a rough patch where it looked like things could end for us, it was really like, wow, but we love each other, (laughs) you know, and A very honestly told me one day, you know, like, love is not enough, and like, that blew my mind, because I was like, really, love is not enough, and then it made me think about everything I saw with my parents, like, my mom and dad didn't beef. Like, they wasn't like this crazy, you know, couple that was arguing and yelling at each other and there was no domestic violence or nothing like that. I had no idea that their marriage wasn't completely happy until I found out that my mom was considering leaving. Um, <clears throat> so, it just kind of made me think, like, love is not enough. That right there was my frame of reference, that love is not enough. It takes work, and I think that's, you know, just to be honest, that's something I didn't know before marriage. Um, We had been together. We had been in a committed relationship, so it felt like um, we were just a boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, that's how I viewed it. Oh, we're just a boyfriend and girlfriend. Now it's a piece of paper. And a lot of people feel that way. You see a lot of people say, well, marriage is nothing but... um, Marriage is nothing but um, 
a piece of paper, you know, where two people love each other. And when you take on that attitude, you, you know, boyfriend and girlfriends are disposable. That's how I feel. Boyfriend and girlfriends are disposable because it's like the precursor to marriage. There's nothing to solidify that besides your feelings. Um, so when you get married and you realize, like, no, this is a step past being a boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, as a girlfriend, I still had a modicum of independence that I, I clung to. I still had this attitude, like, oh, I can do what I want. And I really don't have to answer to him. And, you know, all of those things. And then post-marriage, I realized, like, no, you said to become one. You said, you know, this would be a union. You said, you know, and then you realize, like, this is a little bit more than just being boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, and so my attitude had to change. My viewpoints had to change. Um, and it wasn't easy because I got married when I was 24. Um, I had my second child the year before. Well, nine months before, really, because we got married. He was about nine to ten months old. He was um, ten months because we got married at the end of May. End of May. Um, it was actually probably and like one of the months. things I didn't realize post marriage was until post marriage was like yo you never really gave yourself time to grow up and you never really gave yourself time to um, mature enough to understand because I had like a whirlwind of, I won't say I had boyfriends because I really didn't but there were guys I was talking relationships. to I had relationships situationships um, but never you know some of my strongest love came from being involved with someone who wasn't really my boyfriend. And that happened to me twice. Um, and not having that title, I looked back at it and remembered feeling like, ew, I wasted so much time. I wasted so much energy on something that didn't mean anything at the end of the day. It's not the same when you're married. Because at the end of the day, not only did I have a title, but I had this piece of paper now that solidified everything we were feeling about each other. And I also realized that I committed to being with somebody to the end of my life. And, you know, going into it, I thought I was prepared for that. And then got on the other side of it and realized you still got some growing up to do. You still carrying some resentment with you. You're still carrying some of that desire to have freedom because you yes. had a baby really early. Yes, I he did try to tell me that before I brought marriage. all of this stuff up prior to us getting married. He did. I tried to tell um, her we weren't ready to get married, that we needed more time together. Only because of her age, more than anything. And this isn't my I told you so moment. Like, because we yeah. lived through that and we have the, the scars and the success stories to prove it. But um, I, I just want to say I, I did. He did bring all that up. And she was but like, I wasn't, I hadn't hit that point because, Nothing's you know, at that point, I had already <coughs> felt like, you know, I've got children already. Like, I've been living this life of sacrifice. Like, this is nothing. Um, and it wasn't until I was in it and saw how much work was required to be in a marriage that I started to have doubts. I started to have fears. I started to have concerns. Um, and I'll say, like, um, I knew marriage changed things. I just didn't know what marriage changed, but I knew it was going to change stuff for us. So, be all y'all people out there that are single and think that you know 
There's no need to get married and get this license and all that stuff like that. Maybe not the license, because that's really like some government business transaction crap. But like marriage does change things. Like when you take on that, that title of husband and wife, like the boyfriend and girlfriend skin sheds and you become a new thing. Like it really is a different approach. Like she said, like A said about the the independence and all of that. Like that was I, I just kept hearing single ladies playing in the background of my head. That definitely was like the song that came out the year before we got married, and it definitely was thrown in my face several times. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Because I was the one like saying, and I I didn't have any intentions of going anywhere. I wasn't trying to hold out, you know, for something better to come on. At the t- at the time that by the time that we had our son and he was approaching one, like I already knew, like I really wasn't going anywhere. I had intentions of marrying. Him. Hey, I just wanted to do it at a different pace. Um, and her pace was probably like twelve months ahead of mine, at the least. You know? I think for me, I had. <clears throat> Had niggas knocking at my door, basically. And it was just like, you know, what's really stopping me from just being like, all right, I'll go out with you. Like, I I felt like at the time, like, there was nothing really binding me to this relationship besides a child. And I just didn't think that was enough. And that's where my head was at when it was never. Because I just felt like, oh, it's been three years, almost three years. Like, what are we doing? Like, are we pooping or are we getting off the pots? Like, let's make a decision here. Um, and I'll say this. I realized in high school, you know, I'm 33 going on 34. I'll be 34 in three months. Um, it's been 10 years since I got married for all intents and purposes. And the involvement of myself, the growth, the things that I had to go through to get to this point I don't know that I would want to experience that to get to this point. Um, I don't think that some of those hurdles are worth it. I think that some of them really could have been avoided. And I think the maturity had to be there in order for that to be the case. So I can definitely say, um, just know that going into marriage, since you don't find out in hindsight, it is a lot of work. So would you say... Besides the fact that I was right, that you should listen to me. All right, here's like, there were the pending divorce <laughs> conversation. No, I mean, like, I'm saying that facetiously, but realistically, like, if you, if with the knowledge you have now, would you have gotten married to me when you did? No, absolutely not. I would have waited. I would have waited. Yeah, and I think, and that's all I, I think that's, uh, a mature response, you know, knowing everything that we we've gone through and over the course of our relationship and trying to raise a family at the same time. Like we I don't know that we ever did the kids a disservice by, you know, getting married when we did, but I just think I think that, the only disservice to them, if I'm to be honest, is Kids aren't stupid. I think they can feel yeah. when there's emotional discord or when there's 
mental discord. And while they were much younger when we were going through a lot of those issues, um, I think. Yeah. They was was really young. I think. um, I think they feel that. What I do appreciate is them being able to see it evolve and become better. So to the point that they understand what it takes to make a marriage work, that they understand that mommy and daddy had good times and bad times, but they worked really hard to get to those good times. Um, But I would take the knowledge that I have and talk to both of my kids, you know, when they're of age to start dating to really consider their age. I mean, the older ones. We do have a baby. We do have a baby. <laughs> but yes, um, maybe this guy here. So I feel like he's an older boy in this conversation because he wasn't around for that time. But I, I do think, um, you know, when that time comes, I, I do want to talk to all three of them um, and just make sure that they understand. Like, look. Although I have a strong feeling my daughter is not going to listen to me because I can give her all the life lessons in the world and she don't listen. So that's neither here nor there. But um, I, I will say. I do think as crazy as she is and as hard-headed and stubborn as she is, I think we have given her a good frame of reference of what a healthy marriage looks like, even though she's the oldest and she probably seen the most of our bad days. Right. <laughs> like, there's been so, so many more good, good times days. since then that... um. I think she knows that we genuinely love each other. And she has friends that are going through things in their households where, you know, the the parents aren't together or they've been together and now they're no longer together to see, like, you know, thank God that's not my home life, you know. My parents aren't crackheads. My parents aren't cheating on each other. My parents aren't sleeping around. Um <clears throat> You know, they, we've remained in the same household for as long as she probably can remember. We've, so it's, you know, I think that's something positive that at the very least she can see our interactions have have been healthy, you know, for the far more than they have been unhealthy. And I think even <clears throat> when we were going through some things, we did our best to try to keep it from in front of them. Like, it didn't need to be broadcasted to them. It didn't need to be a showy display of, hey, we beefing right now. Y'all need to know. We tried to really hold it together for the kids. And I hope for their sake that that's what they remember. But not just for them, like, because I never felt like I wanted to be one of those couples. Like, you see white people do it all the time. And not to be racist or anything. But you do. White people... (laughs) will stay in a completely unhealthy marriage because they don't want their kids to grow up in separate homes. I don't know of any black people that do that. Like, um I'm not saying that they don't exist, but I don't know any black people that have done that. Like, things be like, look, you don't love me no more, all right, I'm out. Or I'm cheating, or you know, whatever. You, you cheating. Those were, everybody who's been in those type of relationships have bounced that I know of. Except for like the really older people, like probably got aunts and uncles that have stayed together and stuff like that when they're not in love like that anymore. Like those people who sleep in separate bedrooms and are married, I feel like that's, this is y'all I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? 
that that's weird. I, I could never see doing that. And I never wanted to stay together for the kids because I never thought that we couldn't co-parent. Um, whether we were together or not, like we might not like each other at the end of the day, but we could co I think no matter what, we can co-parent. Um, I think we both have enough scruples as adults. He thinks. <laughs> get past that. But um, we spent a lot of time on this topic, but we do have some other ones that popped up. So let me see. Yeah, let's we'll dig in the vault. I was going to say that. The vault, the vault, the vault. That I could hate the sex. Oh, jeez. Tag. Mm. We just went from bad to worse. Like, this needs to be like a two-hour podcast because... <laughs> these comments, oh, these comments yeah. keep hitting hard. <laughs> I told you it was gonna get negative real quick. Like, um, and I think the interesting thing about this is that I've had all women respond. I didn't have one man respond. I think men. This. I think a lot of men are naive about their relationships too. Like, um, again, to use my parents as an example, like my dad was a horrible husband and horrible not in an abusive sense, but he was negligent. Um, my mom really ended their marriage out of loneliness more than anything. Um, because my I agree. I mom. do think that a lot of men are <clears throat> are ignorant <throat> in terms of that the sex could be bad. Um, if you're a person who was already having sex before marriage and then suddenly you got married and the sex starts to get bad, I would venture to say that a lot of things can affect that. So one, hormonally, men and women change as they grow and they get older. That's the first thing. B, um, women tend to get turned, our emotions are really connected to sex. Um, Whereas I know some men whose emotions are connected to sex, I still think that they have the ability to be a little bit more um, detached. Like they'll still have sex even when they're mad. And I am one of those people, but there's a lot of women who can't, and I know this for a fact because I've got friends who have said, like, uh, I can't even stand on the side of him. Like, I don't want to touch him. I don't want to look at him. Um, so I think emotionally, if a woman is feeling neglected, it immediately is a turn off for her to physically in- interact with her mate in that way. And one of the interesting things is they say when women cheat, they cheat for emotions and not for sexual reasons. Um, so most times she so, she starts feeling, you know, emotionally connected to somebody else, and so, that's what leads to the sex outside of the marriage. I'm drunk in the bad deal. So apparently, is the person who left his car. Right. So <laughs> with my my best, you know, I think sometimes emotionally, if a woman feels like her man has been, and let me not let me preface this by saying I feel like men could go through the same thing too. If a person feels emotionally neglected in their marriage, it can lead to um, bad sex. Um, if your mate is selfish with their sex, you know, maybe in the beginning he was wanting to dine you and really was giving his A-game and foreplay and really making sure you arrived before he did. Now, all of a sudden, he's out for self. <laughs> Who knows? You know what I mean? Birth of children can change the... Birth of children is a relationship killer. And, not, and I'm not saying that from my experience. Like, you guys that have babies with women and you are hella immature when you get them pregnant and continue to be hella immature after 
you get them pregnant, um, you asking for your relationship to come to an end. Because I will say, like, women's paternal instinct kicks in when we find out we're pregnant. Men don't yeah. become fathers until they are holding their babies in their arms. It's, and it's, even then, it's a process. And it's so real. Like, that paternal instinct is so real for women. Maternal. Maternal, yes. I'm sorry. For most men, it's not. For me, it was different. And, I, and I'm and i not trying to brag or anything like that. But I was excited to have my first son. I was excited. The second one, it wasn't the same. And I'm not going to hold you. It wasn't the same. I love him to death. Don't get me wrong. Both my, I love all three of my kids. They're awesome. You know what I mean? But when we had our first son, it was a different experience. Like, for one, I got, I knew my, my selfish moments was going away. So I focused a lot on myself up until his birth as much as I could realistically. But after he was born, I was ready to pour everything into him, give him all my time and attention. And I did. You know, a lot of guys don't do that, though. Like, having a baby is like, yeah, it's an accomplishment for them. But that journey is on the mom. It's like, yeah, I put the seed in her. Now you go to the doctors. (laughs) You deal with all these appointments. You have this baby. You feed it in the middle of the night. You deal with the recovery and... I'm going to just smoke the cigar and be proud that I knocked another baby out. Um, and for all y'all cats that do that and don't want to stop getting high and don't want to take on this added responsibility and don't want to, you know, come in on time and you want to hang out and you want to do the same stuff you did before she got pregnant, I'm coming in for a rude awakening now. There's some throwback women out there that just eat that stuff. But... A lot of these joints nowadays is not like that. Certainly not. But not to get off topic from what that person's chief complaint was, they didn't know that the sex was <laughs> they did not like the sex. I mean, there's a million different reasons that can go into that. And I would encourage anyone who feels like that to really explore why they feel like that. Um, being there was a woman who left the comments, um, I would say it's time to check your emotions, sis. Like, what is it that has you feeling like that? Um, detachment sex, especially if you were with this person prior to marriage. I imagine this physiology didn't change that much. Um, I mean, it was always bad, though. And that is true. Now, if you go into a marriage knowing that the sex is bad, jokes on you. <laughs> like, wow. I'm sorry. Like, here's the thing sex is teachable. People don't believe that, but it really is. And if you love your partner, you are willing mm. to learn your partner. Um, and it's, it's, it takes time. It's teachable to a point. like Unless you just completely trashed. And if you knew that going into your marriage, you shouldn't have gotten married. Because sex is a deal breaker, let's be honest. If you are a person who has been engaging in sex prior to marriage. If you feel like this and you... Haven't been with anybody else. I know as rare as it is, you guys. I do know people who are virgins getting married. Um, And so they're learning their bodies together. And I'm going to put it like this. You don't have to have a whole lot of sex out before marriage to know when something feels good and when it does not. Right. So if you go into your marriage a virgin doing it that way, 
and you discover that the sex is bad, I don't have an answer for that. And my only answer to that would be sex is supposed to be an intimate expression of love between a man and a woman designed by God to allow you to be closer to one another. So maybe you got to change your view. Maybe you got to tell yourself, like, hey, this isn't all about the carnal pleasures. Um, Although I'm hard-pressed because, y'all, like, if there's no light at the end of my tunnel, I would be mad. I would be. First of all, you can't have a healthy marriage and have a healthy sex life. I don't care who you are. Like, if you don't have a healthy sex life, then your marriage whack. Like, unless, you know, something drastic happened to somebody's you know, a private parts, sexual organs, members, whatever you want to call it, and y'all just love each other so much, y'all willing to go to bear through that. You know, you should be having sex on a regular basis, um, and you should enjoy the sex that you have, and if you don't, you need to keep trying until y'all can get on the same page with it. Um, if y'all can't get on that same page, I feel for y'all, you know, because that's one thing that I will say. We have a very healthy sex Oh, everybody knows that about yeah. us, though. Like, yeah, if they know you, they know that about us. Nobody like, needs to know. We're, we're very happy with each other. Ooh. We have them for quite some time, and it hasn't changed, like, despite any health issues that we've experienced, um, that has not gone anywhere, and it can't. You know what I mean? Sex by itself is not enough to maintain a relationship, but it is a needed part. It's like of an additive, an extra adhesive to hold the bonds of marriage together. It's a treatment plan. It's part of a plan to make things successful. I look at it like that, that good seasoning that go on the food. You know That's that mean? zone. That adobe. Adobo. You, you can always just have some plain chicken. That Lowry's. It's not going to taste banging. It's, you you can eat it, though, to sustain yourself and be functional, and you won't die. But somebody come in and hit that jaw with the right amount of salt, the right amount of paprika, the right amount of garlic. I don't know whatever. what people understand. Paprika really don't got no taste. Paprika ain't about taste. That's Paprika is about y'all look. serving up that ashy chicken. That's what paprika is about. So, so first of all, you me, can't get your chicken color without paprika. You don't, don't know how to me, cook. Don't give me that light-skinned chicken. All right, I don't want the light-skinned chicken. Paprika is there to give your food a nice color. Um, it does have its flavor, but that's not the um, that's not what we're talking about. We can do that on the food podcast episode. All right. Don't give me no that. chicken without paprika. I like paprika on my chicken. That's how I was raised. You know what gives chicken color? Sazon. That only, not only does it have color, it has you, flavor. No, you know what gives chicken color? Cooking it. Yeah, time. obviously, sir. Um, no, exactly. it. You can brown your chicken without Sazon, without paprika. That. If you cook it properly. Right. But, that's, but it the, needs to have flavor, too. talking about marriage, I know, but I, it just makes me think back to when I was duped into believing somebody had made some good chicken fried steak strips. It looked colorful and wonderful. And then... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've been into it. it was no paprika And it was like that bad sex place. That was just <laughs> some fried uh, Yo, steak I strips. Yo, I was duped. 
as with the, no seasoning whatsoever on it. That, all right. Well, we got five minutes, four minutes left, so we need to wrap it up. Um, thank you guys for joining us for this podcast. And being that we owe you guys two episodes, clearly we're going to have to continue this into part B tomorrow. I think we definitely need to pick up where we're leaving off with this. Like those, These comments are very intriguing. They create... I think I was more intrigued by the fact that it was all women. Like, I didn't have any... No, I had one guy respond. But he don't count. Um... <laughs> he's not married, so he was. Like, Yo, figures. I was gonna say he probably, he probably is the one married guy that's like, I'll leave my wife for you. <laughs> Whatever. Speaking of married men, y'all, if you're listening to this, please don't send me pictures of yourself. Mm. Selfies, please don't be drawing on pictures, yeah. especially if I know your wife. It just makes things weird. There's like an unspoken etiquette. Like, I don't go on my homegirl's husband's pages drawing, leaving little heart emojis or anything. Like, if we know each other and we're friends, too, I'll crack a joke here and there. I'm even very selective about what types of things I comment on. Like, if it's a picture of you, a nine times out of ten, I'm not going to like it. But if you're grilling or something, I might like that picture. But if you are a man and I know I'm friends with your wife, stay out my DMs. There's no good reason for you to DM me unless... Unless you know, you're, you're really fan with us. Unless you're but a creep. Unless you're really fan with us. But <laughs> if you're not, don't. Because I don't want to open up my DMs to see pictures of you. I just don't. Like, send me a picture of you and your wife enjoying a vacation. Don't send me pictures of a selfie that I don't care about. Right. I don't care. I'm not going to say any names, but you know who you are if you're listening to this. And I'm being nice about this because my husband was ready to slide in your inbox and tell you to cut it out. But let's not do that. Let's not do that. You played yourself. <laughs> keep, keep your selfies to yourself. Yeah. Like, stop commenting on everything. You corny. Like, we, keep your opinion to yourself. You really on, you're about to be on the block list. Like, I you, meant to block you the other day. You just look thirsty. For real, for real. You don't look like, you're not, like, I, 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 I like some of age friends' pictures, like, but I do it on a supportive type tip, like, yeah. not over here, like, oh, did you see what your girl had on today? Did you see the way she was looking? And looking I wish she would, too. Like, that would be a whole <laughs> discussion. Like, no, I'm, I'm never on it like that. Like, that's, that's a whole nother podcast. But in and of itself. that's either here nor there. We're going to wrap it up. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Please tune in tomorrow because we're going to drop another podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Or we just wait till you. Monday and play them back to back. Oh, you can, however you want to do it. I mean, like, however you want to do it, let's do it. But we're going to say goodnight. Wish y'all the best. Catch y'all on the flip. Thank you for joining us on episode eight of the A&J podcast. Did y'all hear her up north accent come off when she was trying to All right. Peace. Peace. Because we about to fight. Like right now. <laughs>